Hey there, OBGYN. This week we get to speak with Dr. Allie Brubaker, one of our graduating chief residents. She is ambitious, a great leader, and very resourceful. Can you guess which Hogwarts house she might be in? Well, listen on to find out. Um, We'll talk a little bit about Harry Potter, but also um, get to speak about what she's looking forward to after graduation, where her plans are, and um, also have a special guest at the end Um, Someone who I hope will be a colleague for Allie, um, one of my Gynonk friends from the Green Bay Appleton area. I'm so excited that Allie will be moving up to Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is my hometown. And um, I couldn't think of a better person to take care of my friends and family in that area. So let's wish her well as she goes on her way. We are going to miss her very much. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Thanks. Hello. Hello. Is it working? Yes. Perfect. Great. Did you find a quiet place? <laughs> I did. I did. It's hard to do around here. It's funny. Um, yeah, all the conference rooms should be pretty much empty, right? Yes, they are. <laughs> oh, well, hi, Allie. Nice to have you. Dr. Brubaker, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Doing well. Um, so you're back in the hospital this week? Yes. Yes. I am on clinic rotation. Okay. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for spending a few minutes chatting with us. And well, really it's just me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, great. So you are about to finish four years of residency. And I was wondering before you go, if you can just tell us a little more about, you know, where you came from and I know you're from a smaller town in Illinois and how you became an OBGYN and where you're going next. Yeah, so I um, moved to Illinois in high school, it's like just before starting high school, and okay. lived in a small town called Monticello, which is about half an hour from the University of Illinois in Champaign, and I went there for undergrad and then stayed there for medical school, and then I ended up doing a sub-I here with the REI department at WashU my fourth year of medical school and really loved it and fell in love with the program. And I was thrilled to uh, come here for residency. It was my top choice. Um, And I decided to do OB-GYN. I always knew I wanted to do a surgical subspecialty. I had a feeling I would like being in the OR and I definitely still do. Um, And I went through my general surgery rotation actually before I went through OB and I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I, at that point, was trying to figure out, like, oh, man, what am I going to do with my life since I thought I wanted to do general surgery? And then I, my next rotation was OB-GYN, and I did labor and delivery and absolutely loved it. Mm. I love the chaos of it. I love <laughs> women, and it's just fun, and you just n- never knew what to expect, which I really enjoyed. I, you know, it's, it's nice to have variety and kind of not know what's happening that like not know always necessarily what's going to happen next. So I, that point was pretty much sold on OB. Nice. Yeah. And then went through residency and kind of liked everything and decided to be a journalist. Keep doing everything, right? I know. Exactly. (laughs) Great. Let's talk more about loving the chaos. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that's probably something that many of us, share at least loving the chaos and then like being able to deal with the chaos um, because I think especially now in COVID times 
you know, some things that felt a little bit more beyond our control than even usual, but we're kind of used to that. So talk a little more about that. Like, what do you love about it? How do you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's especially apparent on labor and delivery really more than any other service that we go to as a resident um, that, you know, really you can walk into anything and you don't know (laughs) what's going to happen that day, the next hour, Um, really things can change at any minute. And I really enjoy it. And I love kind of you know, being able to think on your, you know, think quickly and be able to adapt. And I think it's, you know, super important with COVID times that you're able to adapt and, you know, be being able to function kind of in not ideal necessarily situations, or it's just a very big change than what we're used to. And we definitely, you know, that's kind of daily life on labor and delivery. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, I think we as OBGYNs are pretty well equipped and are used to kind of being thrown curveballs. Right, right. Um, What are some of your most memorable moments from residency? Like, what would you say are, I mean, highlights? You don't have to talk about lowlights if you don't want to, but just things that have stood out just really wonderful. Honestly, I think which I'm excited for as, you know, to start my own practice, to have my own patients. But I think the patients that you remember the most are actually from your continuity clinic, Hmm, um, which I have a couple that kind of stand out in my mind that, um, you know, some like good experience, like good things happen and some bad, but um, it's really cool to be able to kind of go through a journey with people, um, which I really like. Uh, So I had a continuity clinic patient that I followed throughout her entire pregnancy and, you know, really wanted to be there for her delivery. And I luckily was able to go. Um, And of course she had a complication and, you know, we were able to kind of work through it, but it's just really, you know, I think she appreciated me being there and able to like talk to her and she knew me on like a a little bit more than just kind of a random face. Um, and I think that is honestly the things that stand out to me is my continuity clinic patients where I, one patient, um, I did a vaginal hysterectomy on and she came back to the clinic and was just so happy and she was, you know, doing so much better. And I think those are the things that I really enjoy. And, you know, unfortunately right now for our clinic, it's not, we don't always get great continuity for our patients. Okay. Um, But that's, that is what I'm looking forward to just because those are the people that I like the patients that I remember the most. That's great. What is happening right now with that? So have you not been able to follow your patients during this time? I have not. I um, am now starting clinic. However, before this, I hadn't been in continuity clinic for months, actually, um, just because of the rotations I was on. Um, <laughs> because we pretty significantly limited the like residents in clinic as well as just patients in clinic in general. Um, And I hadn't been in clinic for probably three months before this. So all the patients that I was following, you know, are somewhat, you know, following other patients, which is great for them. But um, yeah, it just very much disrupted that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry about that. It's, it is definitely such a highlight of this program, I think, having the continuity clinic. Um, so, yeah, it's so exciting. So tell us about the practice you're joining and where you're headed next. Yeah, so I am moving up to Wisconsin. It's where my fiancé is 
family is from. Um, and it's a group in Appleton. It's a private group uh, that's, which is probably like half an hour south of Green Bay, where the Green Bay Packers are. So I guess we mm-hmm. have to start liking football. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have no choice, Allie. You really don't. <laughs> I, I've heard, you know, I my fiance for Christmas last year got me a Packers shirt. And I was like, is this for you or for me? I don't understand. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, so it'll be good. I'm excited. Um, it'll, it'll be nice because I, he does have family up there and sister that is my age, which will be nice to already have a support system up there. And I'm excited to join the group. I think it's going to be, um, it's a fairly large private practice group that, um, I think I'll have great mentorship, which is another thing that I was looking for in a, in a practice. Yeah. Um, they're fairly busy, both medically, OB-wise, and surgically. They have a good mix. Or... Yes, yes. And that's another thing I definitely wanted um, is to have a busy OB practice as well as um, what's great about their group is they do a lot of outreach clinics specifically for GYN patients um, since access to care is not is a little bit harder there than it is, you know, in a bigger city like this. Um, mm. So okay. that, that'll be nice to do some other like other clinics specifically for GYN. Great. Do you mind if I ask, do you have any advice for people who are about to start looking for jobs in this? You know, not necessarily in Wisconsin, but yeah. in, just um, in general, like how did you go about doing it? Did you have any, um, any, you know, barriers along the way or um, so I used the ACOG like career website, which okay. was a great start. Um, they have job listings for groups that, you know, are looking for a position. Um, so I started there and then, um, that was essentially how I got all of my interviews. Um, and then just in terms of figuring out the type of practice you want, I mean, I interviewed at different models and I think it's, you know, it's good to see how different places function and figure out what, you know, what you think would be best for you. Cause you know, the call schedules are very different. Some groups are large, some groups are small, some are, you know, hospital based, some are academic and others are private practice. And, you know, I think it's just important to figure out what kind of lifestyle you want and what's important to you and just meet different people and mm-hmm. ask, ask mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Um, what will your, do you know anything about call schedule, how that's going to work, all those details yet? Yes. So we have a, like, so everyone kind of shares equal call. Um, and how they do it is they have a first call and a, a second call just because they cover two hospitals. So you have to have two physicians on at once just in case. Um, and then for the, their group, you can choose to go in for your own OB patients if you'd like. Otherwise, you can have the call person deliver them. So it's kind of up to you and how you want to manage it. So, yeah. Oh, that's neat. That's, mm-hmm. that's helpful. Well, as I've told you before, I am so excited that you are going to that area. I grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and it's, I definitely have a lot of friends who have moved to Appleton, which, as I told you, is like the cool place to go. And it's definitely where the good shopping is. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll have um, to figure that out. I've really only been up there for like holidays, so uh, it'll, yeah, it'll be it'll be different. So, well, I don't know if the I, I have no idea, but we used to go to the Fox River Mall, which is in Appleton, mm-hmm. um, for really like 
good shopping. If we were at really fancy, we'd go down to Milwaukee, but overall, <laughs> um, that was when we learned how to drive. And, oh, you know, nice. Stuff like that. But um, like our moms would take us to Appleton to go shopping. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's funny. Um. <laughs> but no, seriously, I'm so happy to know that you're going to be there because I have a lot of friends in that area who, you know, need good GYN care. And I don't know. Hopefully they have it already, but hopefully I can introduce them to you. Well, thank you. Just glad to know you're going to be there. So I'm excited. That's great. Now, do you have any other family members? Did you have a lot of family in medicine or where are you and your family of doctors? Do you have any others? So I am the first of my family. Um, My dad's a law professor and my mom uh, was a stay-at-home mom. We grew up and then did teaching for a little bit and has actually decided to go back to nursing school, which is awesome for her. Um, So she is finishing up nursing school and then I... Right now? Yeah. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm very impressed. I don't know if I would be able to do that if I was her, but... Um, she's a very, very driven woman. So I had no, you know, no doubts that she'd be able to do it. Um, and then I have four younger brothers and, uh, one, three of them are triplets. Um, so the middle brother Clint, he also went to medical school, kind of followed in my path a bit. Um, but Mm -hmm. then he decided to join the Navy. And so he is doing a transitional year right now. And then he will do a general medical officer for a couple years, and then we'll go back to residency. And then he's planning on doing emergency. And then okay. I have, and then one of the triplets is also uh, in medical school right now and is going to start his third year soon. So, oh, Wow. So yeah. your mom had five kids, mm-hmm. triplets, and now is going through nursing school I can see the drive there yes yes <laughs> like a lot of things that she's been through wow that's amazing yeah. how old were you when the triplets were born I was five. Oh, okay do you recall that at all do you remember I remember the when they were little I don't remember as much when they were babies but I do remember that when they were pretty little and my brother and I used to play dress up with them so oh. wow that's awesome you mentioned your fiance and you're engaged. Um, when did you get engaged and um, how did this come about? So I met, he was actually doing a prelim year when I was a medical student and my old roommate uh, set us up uh, after much convincing. And then, um, so we met and, you know, we became friends more than anything, uh, just because he knew that he was leaving the next year. And, you know, I was a medical student and about to in the middle of my third year and didn't really want to be tied down. Um, (laughs) So we were more so friends than anything and just stayed uh, in touch. And we actually started dating right after I matched here. uh, Oh, wow. And knew that we we would be long distance because he did residency in Chicago. Um, So have been long distance ever since. Um, And he proposed last year when we were hiking in Glacier. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) which was great, which was great because he, you know, we both love hiking and it was very, it was, it was perfect. Oh, that's awesome. Very good. So, and then you guys are still not together at this point, right? This will be 
one of the first times that you're going to be in the same city. Is that right? Yes. So he, <laughs> he's in fellowship right now in Milwaukee. So okay. we, this will be the first time we're in the same city and, you know, really since we met. So, Wow. <laughs> what is he doing his fellowship in, Ali? Uh, sports medicine. Cool. Like, oh. Yeah. Wow. Well, he can get a job with the Packers, maybe. Uh, um, so the group he That's... joined does not um, does not work with the Packers, but that w- that would be the plan <laughs> for him. That's maybe at some point. Definitely a goal. I mean, that's been my lifelong goal too. Is to somehow use my medical expertise to get me involved with the Packers somehow. <laughs> somehow, I think I might have chosen the wrong specialty. <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, but <laughs> but I understand the goal for sure. It's one hundred percent. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I he is a very huge fan, and I remember he was very upset with me because I planned a flight one time in the middle of the Packers game, and he. Oh was very um, upset. Yeah. <laughs> you will understand it. Give it like half a year. And you'll get, <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see what happens this year, I guess, with the whole NFL. Team. I mean, so. it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of the sports, honestly. Yes. Oh. If you were to give advice for entering interns, did you have anything that you wish you had known then? that you know now um I think just keep an open mind and really you know be open to learning new things and you know making sure that you're trying to make the most of the opportunities that present to you um I think is the main thing and just you know I I did not you know I actually planned on becoming an REI when I started residency and I think just keeping open mind and seeing what you're truly you know become passionate about because I think those those change throughout the years um and just trying to stay you know stay positive residency is hard and I think everyone you know it's a hard it's hard for everyone and you just got to stay positive and know that you'll get through it and you know rely on your support support system and you know in the end you'll come out a much better person and stronger person (laughs) I will Absolutely. Second, the fact that you always are positive. I feel like that's been something I've never seen you. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen you have a negative thing to say about much. I I mean, just in terms of how you've you've been throughout your residency. So um, it's been just a joy to work with you and, and your positivity. So that definitely shines across the room for sure. I mean, I try. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you just haven't seen all of it, but <laughs> <laughs> that's possible. I um, you know we all have have some negative days too, for sure. But that's, I mean, keeping the big picture in mind helps, right? Um, so, what do you think your walk-up song would have been if we were having a residency graduation, like typical? You know, you mentioned to me that I should probably think about that. I actually hadn't really <laughs> thought about that because my brother was supposed to get married on the day of graduation. So I wasn't going to be there regardless. Oh no. Um, so I hadn't really thought too much about the walkout song, but I don't know. I'd probably do like the Harry Potter theme song, honestly, oh. the inner nerd of me, but so that is awesome. Tell me more. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like most of us, you know, in the residency like Harry Potter and it's, you know, 
uh, it's just, it's just fun. And um, it's kind of fun to see all the different personalities of the teams and how lots of teams, especially on nights, we always take the Harry Potter quiz to figure out what house you're in. And Uh it's just fun. (laughs) What house are you in? What house do you think I'm in? (laughs) Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, Okay, you have to tell me mine, too. What do you think I am? Um, um, oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, I you're not in Slytherin. Let me just. Oh, that is what I meant. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Every time wow. I've done that test, it's been Slytherin. <laughs> Every single time. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is some good choices you've been making because you've been definitely making ones that do not. You know, I think that's the whole message of Harry Potter, right? It's a choice, like, between all the different strengths you have. Oh. <laughs> There's such good in Slytherin, too. I mean, it's actually the most powerful house, I think. In my yeah, life. exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, no, every time I've taken that test, I've been Slytherin. <laughs> but what what test are you? I Are you a Hufflepuff? <laughs> um. So I've gotten two different answers. I actually have gotten Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. Okay, I can see both of those. I'm down with the Hufflepuff too. (laughs) You're just very positive, so I would I would have guessed that. (laughs) That's funny. I would not have guessed Slytherin. Obviously, I was like my last choice for you, but that's funny. You know, I definitely I think it's a I think it's a strength, honestly. Being impressed with the Slytherins, although. Not the Malfoys, but well, not Malfoys, not like the mean Slytherins, but right. like the, you know the no nonsense, just like you know. <laughs> and the question of the week is, which Hogwarts house would you sort into? Um, just to give you a little bit of a reminder, if it's been a while since you've thought about Harry Potter, or maybe you never have, um, Gryffindor values courage, bravery, nerve, and chivalry. Their mascot is the lion. Hufflepuff values hard work, patience, justice, and loyalty. Their mascot is a badger. Ravenclaw values intelligence, learning, wisdom, and wit. Their mascot is an eagle. And Slytherin values ambition, cunning, leadership, and resourcefulness. Um, they'll, the house mascot there is the serpent. Hey again. Hello. <laughs> Thanks. How are you doing today? Oh, good. How about you? Good. Um, I am just, I have to tell you, I have been thinking about the sorting hat for the past couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that? Well, I was just thinking about how residency is so like that. I mean, it is like getting put into Hogwarts and you're doing all of these really different classes that you never really did before in the, you know, muggle world should we say Mm -hmm. like before you went into residency and then you are just thrown into all of these new things and you everyone finds their way at the end and there are different choices along the way and there are different strengths that people bring to the field and anyway I just I just thought it was really fun to think about (laughs) that that's cool I had never thought about it like that but it's very true (laughs) um Hello, Erin. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks <laughs> Thank for inviting you. me. Hello. Uh, so we have Dr. Erin Sherman, Dr. Erin Stevens, um, just Erin Sherman on Facebook, Erin Stevens in real life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that how it is? 
Um, and then this is Dr. Ellie Brubaker. And I wanted to introduce you um, because you're two of my favorite OBGYNs in the Fox Cities area. And I really want you guys to know each other. So well, very nice to meet you. Yes. And Andrea, thank you for being willing to hook Ellie and I up so that I could get to talk to her before she moves back to the area. Well, I'm I'm actually not moving back. I've never lived there. Oh, okay. Yeah, then no, welcome. I'm... Then welcome thank to you. Wisconsin. <laughs> thank you. So... Yeah, no, my, my fiancé is bringing me to the Fox City, so that's where he's from. Okay. All right. Well, good for your fiancé. You'll like mm-hmm. Believe you'll like it here. So. <laughs> I mean, it seems very, very nice. So I'm excited. Okay. Which practice are you joining? Women's care. Fabulous. So you're going to work with a bunch of really good doctors. And uh, Dr. Kristen Lyerly and Dr. Sarah Swift are two docs that used to be up in the Green Bay area that just went down to to that group. It's an extraordinarily well-respected group down in the Valley. So good choice. Awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> And Erin, tell us a little bit about, um, I, I don't think you're from the Green Bay area. Are no, you? <laughs> I, um, I grew up in Connecticut and did all my training in New York and then made my way out to Montana for five years and practiced in covering the five state area of Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, half of South Dakota and half of Idaho. Um, and then and I just to intersect, sorry, before you move on from that, that was when, so one of the kind of WashU connections is that Dr. Yes. Randy Gibb used to be here at WashU before he moved to Montana. Um, and then Dr. Stevens is a GYN oncologist in the Green Bay area, just to make that clear. So. Yes. And so uh, Dr. Gibb had recruited me out to Montana. I met my husband out there, but oh, wow. I was ready to get a little closer east. Um, and my husband is a huge Packers fan. And along the way in the small world that is GYN oncology, the doctor that had the practice that I had before me at um, HSHS St. Vincent um, called me and said, hey, I heard you're interested in the area. I'm moving to California. Do you want my job? And so I took over the practice that had been established for 13 years prior to me joining a year and a half ago and taking it over. And uh, it has been a wonderful opportunity to kind of tailor my practice to the way I want it because now I am a solo GYN oncologist which is Mm -hmm. um, a little different than having four or five partners. That is so different and I think it's also fascinating because you know we're talking to people who are in the academic medical system you know in residency right now I think the residents don't necessarily see a different way right they see us as academic GYN oncologists and I can only imagine how life is so different. <laughs> it is, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think, um, I, I think it's hard because yes, all of us go through academia. I was on an academic hospital for residency. I was an academic hospital for fellowship. And the idea of going to private practice was kind of foreign. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went to Montana, it was very academic-esque in some ways, more academic than where I had trained. Um, And so it taught me that a lot of the community hospitals can still give that same type of care, um, but in a different way. So my focus is totally on primary care of a GYN oncology patient. Right now, I'm purely surgically focused, so Mm -hmm. constantly working to improve my surgical skills. I'm a very high volume surgeon, and that's something that I really enjoy. Now, I need my academic centers to do the clinical trial research and the phase one studies. And then I can enroll my patients in phase two and phase three studies through my cancer center. 
Um, and it gives you a lot of opportunities to kind of live in the best of both, both worlds. Um, I really enjoy private practice because I love that relationship with patients. Like that is why I went into medicine in the first place. So being able to really just focus on patient interaction and appreciate my colleagues that are really interested in writing papers and clinical trials that I definitely did for a part of my career. And now I can't, can't say that I miss it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's awesome. That's great. Um, do you have any advice for Allie coming out of residency and joining this practice? Well, uh, you're, you have a very, where are you going to practice? Are you going to be in Appleton proper? Or are you going to be at, cause women's care has a ton of locations yes. in the Valley. So I will actually be in Lena and Oshkosh. Okay. Um, I think that's, uh, where Sarah Swift is right now too. So, um, my husband is a, the college football official and mm-hmm. we have good friends down in the Oshkosh area. So uh, I've been down there a couple of times, you know, they're great communities. I think um, all of Wisconsin with the exception probably of Madison and Milwaukee is mm-hmm. much more of a suburban to rural community. So a lot of these people are dairy farmers. A lot of these uh, people are just hardworking individuals that just want, you know, want whatever care they need, but then really want to get back to living their life. They're not, Mm -hmm. um, they're not interested in, in, in spending a lot of time, uh, doctoring as, uh, right. (laughs) But they're extremely straightforward patients. They are people that really just want to know what's going on, you know, really want, uh, to be able to feel like they're getting what care they need, but not too much. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. And and the communities themselves, uh, you know, one of the things that brought us to, to Green Bay was it was very similar to where we were in Montana. These are communities that are very strong communities. They rally around events. They take care of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the type of community I love living in. Now in Green Bay, obviously the Packers becomes a big, um, Oh, yes. Yeah. It should be yeah, an event. Big, <laughs> big um, event. Uh, and it, but it is, you know, the even just going to a Packers game, it epitomizes what Wisconsin is. They are so welcoming to everybody. You can be a fan of any team, but they're like, but welcome because this is Lambo and this is the home of football <laughs> and this is the welcome to our community. We want you to be a part of it. Um, and that's something that I love. Plus, there's lots of great, you know, hiking and lakes and we live on a lake and that is wonderful. And so there's so many things to just do to be outside in the area. And water has always been my soothing thing. So find yourself your favorite lake or where you want to be to get to be able to go out and, and just relax. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself, I think, is one of the best things about living here in Wisconsin. Oh, I'm, I mean, you're, that is exactly what our long-term goal is to get a lake house. And yep. I grew up on the water and water skiing and everything like that. So I'm excited to do that in the future. And, you know, I agree. I think it's a very like welcoming city and all the people that I've met there have just been wonderful um, and just so nice and accommodating. So, and I think one of the biggest things about going into practice is realizing that this is the first time where there isn't an end. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you're used to doing everything in chunks, you know, college, med school, residency, everything has an end to it. Um, And once you get into practice, there is no end 
two important things out of that. One, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So enjoy some of the learning that happens in your first couple of years of practice. Um, Mm -hmm. But also recognize that you are not tied to the first choice you make out of residency either. A lot of us have gone on and found different jobs, whether it's to get academic promotions, whether it's to move closer to family, whether it's I got to a place and said, oh, no, this wasn't what I wanted. Um, I have had most of our colleagues, I think, um, and Andrea can probably attest, have moved from place to place at some point. And that's okay. There's no failure in, in deciding to change. Um, but there is, it is a long haul going forward. And so some, sometimes it's hard because you feel like you want to be super busy because you're so used to that out of training. Enjoy the moments to think because they go away (laughs) and then they never come back unless we have a pandemic again. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Too much time to think about everything. Yes. How has Uh, that affected the end of your training, Allie? Uh, so we, for a couple months, uh, have been doing essentially two weeks of working in the, in the hospital and then two weeks of like learning at home. Um, so some, some people's rotations pretty significantly got cut short and some of the, um, like some rotations, not ones that I was on, but like urogyne and like minimally invasive surgery just essentially didn't happen. Right. Um, so I think it, it didn't really affect me as much as it affected some of my classmates. Um, I, I essentially missed two weeks of oncology with Dr. Hageman. Um, so, uh, but I didn't but then you miss came back. entire, yeah, yeah. So I still had, <laughs> yeah, I still had four weeks. Um, so I think it really affected others a lot more than it affected myself. Um, and then we're kind of now back on an abbreviated schedule where the clinic, you're still doing clinic, but it's a little less busy and, trying to kind of limit interactions, but it's, it's been different. Um, as I said, it luckily didn't affect my, my experience as much as it did others. So I think grateful for that, especially going into, um, all of the changes. Now, one of the things we're noticing, um, here in Wisconsin, and it's probably similar, even at the universities is people are a little afraid to come to the doctor right now. And so trying to convince the community that it's safe to come back to the doctor, that you need to get your cancer screening tests, you need to come and be seen. um, That's something that I know all of the different groups throughout Wisconsin are really working on trying to educate our our patients and and the community that it's it's okay to come back to the doctors now. Like we we have the capability to take care of you if needed, um, but we need to be able to make sure that we're taking care of the medical care that you need. Exactly. No, no, we definitely don't want patients suffering just because of, because of the pandemic and not getting the care that they need is right. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I loved what you said, um, Aaron, one thing you said, like it's never a failure to change, you know, practices along the way or change courses in your career. Absolutely. Um, and this does want, I do want to bring it back to Harry Potter. Since, um, <laughs> Allie and I had some discussion about this earlier in the week, and <laughs> I've been thinking about it a lot. And I know there's a um, part in the book where Dumbledore, or in the books at the end or the movie, Dumbledore and Snape were talking, and Dumbledore says, you know, I, sometimes I think we sort too early. And I think sometimes that happens in medicine, and you feel like if you don't quite fit in, then maybe you should, you, you didn't do it right. But, mm-hmm. you know, you become who you are by doing what you do, and... Um, anyway, we were wondering 
do you um, have a particular house you associate with Hogwarts? So I will, I will fess up to taking a quiz right before this. But <laughs> it seems I sort into Ravenclaw. Um, oh and my gosh. Okay. I can see that though. You're super witty and fun, and like, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, fun. and fairly strongly by about seventy percent. Um, oh, nice. And, and I will say, going into the quiz, I was actually a little afraid I was going to sort into Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> and that was actually well, the least one I got. That was only one percent. So I I am guilty. I am a Slytherin. <laughs> See, and then that totally shocked me, to be honest. And then here, so Allie's like, "Oh, what did you? You know, I was I hadn't done that for a really long time. And quite honestly, when I think back, actually, Allie, to be perfectly honest, I don't know that I'd ever taken a quiz. My kids oh, were really? taking the quiz, and I okay. thought I knew what I. <laughs> And I was a pretty strong Hufflepuff after all. I'll just put that out there. I did it. Allie called it. She's like, I think you're Hufflepuff. And I was like, oh, no, I'm definitely Gryffindor. Yeah, if I, so if I had to guess, I would have called you a Hufflepuff. Like, I... <laughs> but that's the positive attitude the you know the that's what I like that's totally where I why I would see you in that category so (laughs) and I think Um, it goes to all of it all of it is our strengths and our weaknesses and how we best would fit but we need everybody in every house to be able to actually drive any progress forward so wonderful (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for talking with us. And I, I hope that you guys can connect, um, you know, in Wisconsin, actually share patients. And yes, um, definitely. That sounds great. Yeah, for you, Allie, the, the, you know, Wisconsin is actually one of the very small states when it comes to the world of GYN oncology. There's mm-hmm. myself and uh, Peter Johnson at Aurora um, up in Green Bay. There's okay. the docks down in Milwaukee and there's both freighter and aurora there's a couple of different practices down in milwaukee right. and there's madison um and then there's uh, a group in marshfield clinic but other than that we are really the four areas in the state you're going to find you in oncology so for our Which patients is crazy because it's all like on the east side of the uh-huh. state yeah marshfield comes closest to kind of a central um, but mm-hmm. once you start getting pretty west to Eau Claire, they'll very commonly just go to um, Minnesota. Like Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I mean, for me, I get patients down from the, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan all the time. So because there's nobody in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, gotcha. and for them, it's easier to come to Wisconsin than it is to go over to Ann Arbor. Right. So, you know, the patients out here definitely have a have a little bit of a drive to a GYN oncologist, but I think all the different groups in in the area, we do a good job of sharing patients, taking care of patients, because I think everybody has the same goal in mind, is give the best care to the patient that they can possibly get. Right, right. I mean, I'm sure patients appreciate having like some sort of convenience if they are from the like northeast part of Wisconsin to be able to go to you guys. Yeah. So, and it's it's one of those as surgical um, GYN oncologists. I'm not tied mm-hmm. to them needing to see me for chemo, so they can get chemo yeah. locally with yeah. whoever is there. And, which is and we work which is great really closely with the medical oncologists in that regard. I. I don't think a day goes by where I don't talk to one of my med on colleagues just for recommendations on what the newest trials are and what the treatments are and me bringing things to them of, okay, well, we're going to change this. This is now the way we're going to do things. So um, everybody really 
I think that was my biggest change when I got to private practice is everybody's really collegial. Like they really want to work together as opposed to what I felt like in residency. Every time you called a consult, people got mad at you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, there is this collegiality of people really just wanting to work together because pretty much everybody in private practice just wants to take care of a patient. So how can I help you and how can you help me? And let's just do whatever we need to do. So. No, that's, that's great that you guys are working together and that way the patients can get all the things that they need and kind of, you know, work with them that, you know, makes it more convenient for them and for them to get their chemo, especially and everything else. Yeah. So there, there is nothing special about carboplatin and paclitaxel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't tell us secret. <laughs> we can give it lots of different ways. That's right. They all work out about the same now. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Well, I don't want to keep you, you guys both have busy days and and I just appreciate you coming Aaron, to our podcast. No, thank you for hooking me up. And Allie, you have my my cell number now, so feel free to call and text when you get here. And if there is a football season, we'd be happy to host you for one of the games. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much. I will definitely get in touch with you sometime later next year. Cross, cross your year. finger. Yeah, it's going to be next year. It's not going to be this year. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> we can, cr- we can all cross our fingers and hope. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you, Andrea, for inviting me. I hope you guys have a wonderful uh, rest of your day and that you're staying safe down in St. Louis. Thank you. You too. Okay. You thank you. Okay. Bye. 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 the past few weeks we've been watching all the Harry Potter movies in a row um, watching the series again and um, we were just talking with some of my friends about the different houses that we sort into and so we were going to ask what you, if you've taken a quiz I have and what I got at first was Hufflepuff but I took it again because I wasn't so sure if I wanted to be Hufflepuff Ah, so I was trying to get Gryffindor because that's kind of like said to be the best house so I tried over and over again until I got Gryffindor and then when I got it after like 10 tries I was very happy but then all the times in between a lot of them had been Hufflepuff so I guess my house is Hufflepuff. (laughs) Welcome to the club. (laughs) 